very warm welcome to the Strength and Skills podcast. This is Nick Tibusek, and I'm doing a Q&A episode today, um, answering to three questions um, that received us uh, on Instagram as we asked for some questions for a Q&A episode. And um, I'm starting off with the very first one right here. Um, this one is from Marcos, and um, I think this guy is going to make his first uh, weighted competition. And he asked how to determine with weight class you fit in best and how to prep your weight for a competition. Uh, so, first of all, I think it's important to tell you about the weight classes which are in here in a, a regular competition with, with the four lifts of uh, muscle up, dip, pull up and uh, the squat. Um, right here the weight classes are up to 66 kg, from 66 to 73 kg, from 73 to 80 kg, from 80 kg to 87 kg and uh, from 87 to 94 kg and in the German speaking area uh, the next weight class is from 94 open. And in the international one, uh, it's uh, from 94 to 105 kg, and from there on, it's open. So, first thing you should check is uh, where are you right now with your weight, and um, what's the body fat percentage you have right now. So, if you're in between like 12 to 15 percent. Uh, you're most likely in a pretty good shape and I don't think you need to gain or lose weight in that uh, case. So, um, first of all, I think it's very important to say one thing before. Um, your goal with a weight class should always to fill out a class with as much lean muscle mass as possible and as less body fat as needed. That's a very important one. Um, so there is definitely a point where you have too less body fat that you can perform and there's definitely a point where the uh, body fat is too high that uh, it just will stop you from performing well. Especially in this case where we have stuff like uh, muscle-ups and pull-ups in there which are definitely <laughs> uh, influenced by your body weight. All right, um, so you gotta check yourself uh, at what weight do you perform best so um, in this case for me I would say um, it depends a little bit on where do you perform best and where are the titles so let's go for the perform best at first so check that out um, you, you can definitely collect some data of yourself uh, over a year and um, then you go maybe like down for 1 kg and stuff like that and uh, make sure to eat enough carbs the day before. The carbs tend to make athletes usually a little bit heavier. So that's why I say it would be good to lose a 1 kg of weight as uh, you usually will gain a little by the carbs as uh, they will storage some water in your uh, body. 
Uh, um, same does salt to your body and it makes sense to have uh, carbs and salt in your body when you want to perform well. Um, so that's, that's, a, that's a very important one. So um, then comes the next one. That's the ego thing. Of course, yeah. If, if your uh, weight is like 82 and you're pretty strong and you know one, one um, weight class lower in the 73 to 80, you probably have a chance to win the title. It may make sense that you gotta lose some weight and go one weight class lower and uh, yeah, play play for the title. Um, this is also completely okay. I wouldn't recommend to go down from like 86 down to <laughs> uh, below 80. So that's something you're probably gonna lose some uh, performance here. And uh, in my opinion, that makes not that much of sense as uh, usually you should play the long-term game. and um, But that's my opinion. <laughs> play the long-term game and make sure to be as strong as possible in your weight class. So um, if you want to diet for um, a certain weight class, please make sure to start early enough. And it makes absolutely more sense to uh, have like a so-called body recomposition before, um, which takes a lot longer, but doesn't influence your performance that much as a mini cut of like six weeks or something, which definitely will influence your uh, performance. As we are performance athletes, not bodybuilders, so uh, we gotta really take care of that we stay strong. So that's something I would recommend doing a uh, body recomposition uh, with like maybe losing 400 grams per week. Um, I think that's that's a that's a well one. Yeah, so I think that's that's the better one. So in the end, it uh, depends to you. Is it an ego decision to go for the title, which? is absolutely okay. I don't judge anyone here. Um, I think we did that to some athletes uh, from us too. Um, because if the athlete wants to win, he wants to win. Um, or you go for the personal best performance, which may not be the one that wins. That's completely okay. So uh, I think we wrap that up. And now we're going for a bigger topic right here, which is, um, this is, I think this one came from another guy, I think he's from Italy, um, this is from Manuel, um, he asked, how many sets of pull-ups and dips should we do in a week of training? And this one is a very difficult one, as the answer for this is, it depends. But, I'm gonna give you a little, um, overview about this so that we can have a tendency where we want to go all right um first of all we got to talk about volume so in this case right here we talk about the hypertrophy stuff that we um do on pull-ups and dips um so right here um this is pretty much the 
based on what Dr. Mike Isretel tells us about um, volume. And um, I'm going to try to wrap this up as understandable as possible and with, yeah, as many details as needed, but not going too deep into it as that will fill hours. All right. Um, first of all, you, you have to know that um, you have like different kinds of volume that um, you need if you train. So there is the so-called minimum effective volume, MEV. So usually um, this is the one where you start making gains. Before that, you have like the so-called maintenance volume, MV. This is usually round about six sets per week. So for most people, that's not that much. But it, of course, depends a little bit on how hard you make the sets. And it depends, of course, um, on... Yeah, let's say <laughs> how many reps you do in that set. Yeah? I mean, if you do like, don't know, like six sets of 30 pull-ups in a week, that's pretty tough. <laughs> um, but uh, it can also be tough to do like six sets of uh, like five reps with 60 kg in a pull-up. Uh, that, that would be tough too. So it always depends a little bit on the intensity and on the volume you accumulate over, over the reps you do. So um, that, that's some of the stuff where we would have to go very much into detail, but um, that would be take too long right here. Um, all right, let's get it on. The maintenance volume is round about six sets set. Um, if you're in a rep range, usually in between, let's say, eight to 12 reps. Um, all right, the next one comes up um, with a minimum effective volume. And this one depends a little bit on the lifter. As for someone who is a beginner, he's probably everything works. He will build muscle and get stronger if he just uh, uh, does like six sets, what is usually maintenance volume for most lifters. Um, but uh, if you if you look at someone who's very experienced and um, pretty long into training, like 10 years or something, they usually need more volume than that. So that can lead up to, I don't know, like let's say 10 or something. Um, so that's a very, very individual thing. Um, the next thing would be uh, the MAV. This is the maximum adaptive volume. Um, this is actually the, uh, the amount of volume where you gain best. <clears throat> so let's say first you need progressive overload to get stimulus all the time. So either... You do more weight precision, 
or more reps or more sets to gain. So the, the problem with this one is doing more reps ends by, by time. So there will come usually the point where you're gonna do that many reps, especially when it comes to dips. It makes no sense to rise up reps if you're already at 20 dips. So where you wanna go, like having sets of 100 dips, why? It makes no sense usually. So um, of course, I know there are these uh, reps and sets people who love to accumulate more and more and more reps. But where you want to go? Do you want to go for a thousand dips in a row? You, you can. I don't know why. But in case of uh, hypertrophy, it won't lead you anywhere. So it, there will be the point where you don't gain anymore. And you would gain more if you just add uh, weight um, and that's a very important one right here. So um, let's say we stay with like 10 reps, okay? So you gotta do more weight or you bring up more sets into this. So the MAV usually rises through a block or mesocycle, however you wanna call it. Uh, mesocycle is a certain time where you do your program, it can be from three to 12 weeks. Um, depends a little bit on your level and all, a lot of stuff comes in there. But let's say mesocycle, now you know a little bit what it is and hopefully you know what it is already. Uh, if you don't, please look it up. Uh, that's Or ask us, maybe we're gonna do another episode about that, but um, I think a block or mesocycle should be pretty basic. All right, the MAV rises up until a point where the MRV comes in. So usually over a block, um, you're gonna reach the maximum recoverable volume. This is MRV. Once you reach that one, you're probably gonna need a deload. So taking a uh, week with really low volume, um, off like uh, so that you can recover from what you what you did to yourself during the last weeks all right um, so this the thing with this one is um, when you start your block with a little bit over the MV which is the maintenance volume yeah Add week by week a little more. So maybe you start at like eight sets of pull-ups in the first week. Then you do the second week with like 10 sets. Maybe the third week with like 12 sets. And then there comes 14 sets in the next week. And then maybe like uh, the next week, like 16 sets. And then you reach the uh, maximum recoverable volume where you do like... 18 sets of uh, pull-ups and you definitely feel completely crushed and you see, okay, um, I need a deload. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. I need a deload. That's, that's completely okay. You're not weak. If you do deloads, you're smart. All right. Um, so it's, there will come the point where the system breaks. So then you need a, a deload. So now 
you usually know your max, so your maximum recoverable volume. From here, from this knowledge you gain now, you can start your new mesocycle. So the next time you start at maybe, let's say, 12 um, uh, sets. Yeah, bring up in week number two, like 14 sets, then week number three, 16, week number four, 18, and then there comes week number five with maybe like 20 um, sets of pull-ups. So um, then you definitely again feel like uh, very, very crushed. And then you feel like, okay, I'm going to need a deload. Um, this is something you should... Yeah, you should collect data about that. So during a year, having certain blocks, um, it will help you uh, to find out about yourself, what is the uh, your um, MRV and um, also what is your MAV. You should always work in between these two uh, things, <clears throat> especially when you're uh, up for... Um, yeah, when you're in weighted calisthenics, you usually try to uh, attend in a in a competition one day, and uh, it, it, when it comes to that, you definitely should check that out. Um, what is yours right here? So, um, I think a very important thing right here is also this is also influenced by your sleep. It's influenced by your life circumstances. So, if you have a lot of stress at work or maybe in life, um, all the stuff plays a role in there as you accumulate stress into your body and that definitely affects also your um, athletic performance. Um, of course, this is also influenced by exercise selection. So the bigger the exercises are, like um, usually a biceps curl won't uh, affect that one that much um, as it's not a big thing right here. And... Um, Usually, you should uh, check out the bigger the exercise, the less volume you need. And as the intensity will probably be a lot higher. Yeah, You know that one uh, from a bicep curl. You probably don't die as much as you die from a pull-up. Maybe the pull-up is not the best uh, example for this one. But when it comes to squats, yeah, doing like uh, leg extension, stuff like that. Uh, you probably don't die that much like from uh, a, a proper squat. Um, all right, so it comes up to you. It would be smart to choose it wisely and watch your mesocycles over time. You may see some parallels over time um, and it makes, as I already said, absolutely sense to collect the data and you want to see what's up. So this is something you play over long term. Um, keep in mind, this changes if the intensity rises or lowers. So the higher the intensity in your workouts, the less volume you usually can use. And the lower your uh, intensity, the more volume you can use. This is usually the stuff that comes up here. So hopefully I could have given you a little insight of how many sets of pull-ups and dips should you do in a week of training. As I've got to say, 
it depends and it's a very individual thing so uh, usually your coach will see what's going on um, in your in your training he will collect your data and then see what's what's the best for you um, there we go all right Okay, this is the last question for today. As I said, I want to answer three uh, questions. And um, this one is, what are the top three important things for your first weighted competition? <laughs> I like that one. Um, so for the first competition, loads of stuff will come to you. Yeah, I mean, everything is new. You're going to be pretty nervous and... Uh, probably pressure yourself very much so first of all the first most important thing right here to make it a good experience for you please choose your attempts wisely choose your attempts like the opener should be light and be smart and don't go over like 10% jumps when you do your 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 attempts okay so if your max on the squat is a hundred don't jump into the competition with a hundred kg squat just don't do it <laughs> so it would be smart to start with something like maybe 90 kg and then you can say okay i jump into it and then i go for the second attempt with 100 and in the third one i'm gonna go all in and maybe use like i don't know it depends a little bit on how your third attempt uh, second attempt felt and looked um maybe go for a little more maybe up to 110 but I wouldn't recommend a jump from, oh, I did a 100 kg squat. Now I'm going to try 120. That probably won't work. <laughs> All right. Um, the second one is very, very, very important. This is your first competition. You jump into this. You have to have fun. Make it a party. Don't pressure yourself too much. And... Keep in mind, it's absolutely okay not to win your first competition. It's absolutely okay. There are loads of people who are already training for years and trying to win this too. It's okay to not win that one, okay? <laughs> Don't pressure yourself to it. Have fun, make it a party, make your experience, take that experience with you, learn something and come back to the next competition and do it again. Maybe this time this is yours. All right. The third one is something that I always have to keep in mind of my own athletes as I see that all the time. Make sure to eat and drink enough over the day. As I know you're nervous, I know you're pretty pretty yeah pressured by yourself in that case um everything is new so much around you music people screaming you're meeting a lot of new people chill out make sure eat and drink enough over the day and eat loads of carbs so 
make always sure to have enough gummy bears with you <laughs> to have enough carbs and um, don't overshoot on caffeine. All right. Hopefully this episode was uh, helpful for you. I would love to have you this one shared on your social media and um, maybe uh, send it to the friends or family or anyone you know who could profit from this one. And uh, hopefully you're going to have loads of fun in your first competition. And if this is not your first, you still have fun. And hopefully I could um, have a could give you a little, little help here. All right. See you next episode. Enjoy and have a good one.